This is how the zombie apocalypse started. Now with a bang, but with a whisper. What I'm about to tell you may shock you to your core. Or maybe, probably most likely, you'll just think I'm batshit crazy. But if I can reach just a few of you out there, then I consider my job done. My job being to provide you with tools to save your lives in the months and years to come. But before we get into that, let me take you back to the start. This would be around the start of COVID, although I have no definite proof that these events are related. Back in mid-December 2019, when I was a mere taxpayer with an 8-to-5 job, I started noticing some weird stuff happening. One of my colleagues at the office started acting strange, seemingly from one day to the next. He began coming into the office very early, even though he always claimed not to be a morning person, and it was perpetually late before. When I confronted him, he ignored my question. As we'd never been friends, I dismissed it. Then one day, about a week later, I ran into him at the coffee corner, where he was drinking milk. I could tell because our coffee cups were transparent. It was strange because at the office we only had those small condensed milk packages. I didn't want to be rude, so I didn't ask. The next day, the same thing. Day after that, again. And always at the exact same time. So the next day, I went in a bit earlier and just made myself look busy when he finally came into the kitchen. He took a cup and put it under the coffee machine. He then pressed on the capsule he wanted, but the whole row had been empty for more than a week. When nothing came, he pressed the button to make coffee, but only hot water poured, naturally, as there was no capsule. He then proceeded to open two packages of condensed milk and pour them into the hot water. The whole time this was happening, I couldn't help but stare. Yet, he didn't seem to notice me. He just drank his hot water and milk and went on about his day. It was so strange. Yet, I really didn't know what to make of it. The next day, the row of coffee capsules had been filled and he went back to drinking coffee. Beginnings of the years are busy for us, so I didn't have time to follow him around properly. But sure enough, the very strictly timed routine continued as far as I could tell. That was the first instance I noticed something wasn't right in the world, and because it was such an isolated case, it didn't even cross my mind that it would mean something bigger was lingering in the shadows. Then, COVID started. It was insane. Lockdown, working from home, I had very little social interaction. Then, finally, we were allowed to go to grocery shopping, and there I noticed more weirdness. It was small, so small that if I hadn't had the experience with my colleague, I might have missed it. Remember how in COVID, there were certain supermarket aisles that were just completely empty? Think toilet paper, cans, flour, etc. Well, I'd noticed some people coming up the flour aisle, for example, staring at it for 30 seconds and then leaving. I'd noticed the same people doing the same thing every day at the same time. Then, when the flour was resupplied, they'd grab a bag. Every day, a bag of flour, or a can of tomato soup, or a pack of eight rolls of toilet paper. Every day. Eight rolls of toilet paper. What a shitty household, right? So I decided to follow these people. There weren't many. Maybe one or two in each supermarket. And some, none. I just started going to various supermarkets and noting behaviors down. I'd named my subjects. I had flower power, crap rap fella, soupy McSoup face, and so on. I was so intrigued by crap rap so I followed him first. This was around May, 
but I was still working from home. So I followed Crap Rap home the first night, and then the early next morning, I packed my work laptop and camped his building, intent on following him around the whole day. He came out around 7.15, dressed in a gray suit, and went to the bus stop. He got a number 12 and got off four stops later in an office building. I couldn't follow him there, so I proceeded to work from the coffee place across the street. Crap Rap got out at 5.15, went to the bus stop, took number 12 in the other direction, and went home. At 7.20 in the evening, Crap Rap got out of his house again, this time dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, and went to the supermarket where I first met him. He did his grocery shopping every day the same, including eight rolls of toilet paper, and went home. At first glance, this was so ordinary, so normal, that I was the crazy one, borderline stalking at this point. But those eight rolls, I just couldn't understand. And then the standing and the staring at the aisle, and my colleague with his hot water and milk. So I went back the next day, and sure enough, Crap Rap did the same thing at the same time. The only thing that was different was his clothing. Work, 7.15 to 5.15. Grocery shopping at 7.20. Always with an eight roll. I followed him for a whole week. On Saturday, he wouldn't leave the house until 7.20 to go grocery shopping. On Sunday, he wouldn't leave at all. I then followed Flower Power. She also had a strict routine, albeit different from Crap Raps. She'd leave the house at 5.30 and she'd work at a bakery. She'd come at 3 and go grocery shopping at exactly 6.25 p.m. Soupy seemed to be a nightclub bouncer, so he'd do his grocery shopping at lunchtime and he'd work nights. 1 p.m. for food, always with that one can of tomato soup, working 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. None of these people drove cars. None of them were seen in the company of others apart from at work, and none of these people went anywhere else. My colleague, whom I'd named Coffeeson, had a routine of his own. It could be that I stumbled upon a few very sad people, with not much going on for them, or it could be that there was a pattern. So I went online. At first search, on regular sites, news outlets, and the normal part of Reddit, I found nothing. Then I dug deeper. More obscure places. Conser conspiracy theory subreddits of the sort. Sure enough, not long after, I stumbled upon similar anecdotes. I lurked around those websites and subreddits for a few weeks as I got more and more of visibility. First, there were maybe a dozen people describing such happenings. Then, by the end of 2020, there were thousands of accounts. Not enough to become mainstream, but enough to catch the attention of mods and supervisors. The accounts started to get banned, and the posts or articles were removed. Beginning in 2021, there was little evidence left that anything was happening. Sure enough, on my end, crap rap. Where was he storing all that paper? Soupy and Co. was going strong, and I'd added a good 20 or so more of these people to my list. It was getting difficult to survey them all. I decided to take action and talk to someone. I looked on Reddit for one of those accounts I'd observed before, but, not unexpectedly, I couldn't find them anymore. Then one day, on an obscure subreddit, someone posted something about it. The user said that the post would be removed within 15 minutes, but that if we had any sort of encounters with what they were calling robot people, to contact them right away. So I did. The user responded instantly, giving me another username. I was vetted for about an hour, and then was directed to another user. This one asked me to describe my encounters with the robot people, and then I was directed to another user. I felt like I had called IT support was being jerked around. 
Finally, about five hours in, I was giving nothing but the web address to a forum. There, I could find again the thousands of accounts removed from mainstream internet in the months prior. Since I promised myself I wouldn't be the quiet observer anymore, I started interacting with the forums. Soon enough, I was contacted by someone from the area. They had guessed my location based on Crap Rap, who they observed at their local supermarket. They seemed to be a community that believed in the existence of the robot people, and I was invited to meet them in person. At first, I was very reluctant. For me, when I was reading the forums and what I had experienced myself, it became a little too much, so I ignored the invite and distanced myself for a while. I have to add that this was happening towards the end of 2021. Then, in 2022, a series of aggressions around the world started. As I was watching the evening news, one night in March, I noticed something off. It was one of those world peace summits where, behind the spokesperson, there was a fellow who was acting ever so strangely. He would just take his phone out of his pocket precisely every 4 minutes and 23 seconds and look at it for a second, then put it back in his pocket. He did this for the whole duration of the speech, which lasted well over an hour. As the camera was filming the speaker, but also the other world leaders' reactions and questions, at one moment, it hovered over the guy's phone as he was taking out of his pocket. The phone was not on. There was nothing on the screen. It was completely dark like it was out of battery or something. So what the hell was he checking every 4 minutes and 23 seconds? Again, were there any isolated event? Again, was this an isolated event? I wouldn't think twice about it, but with everything else combined, I was half sold on the robot people, and now I was convinced that infiltrating governments, so I went back to my forum and wrote to the community. They replied to me within an hour and organized an emergency meeting for me that very evening. I attended. It was very informal. We met at a coffee shop in the center, not a Starbucks, but one of those cozy little shops that are open late into the evenings, but serve nothing but coffee, soft drinks, and muffins. There were six people who came to meet me, but I was informed that there were many more out there in our city. The leader, or at least the delegated speaker, was called John. They wanted to know my experiences with dates and locations. When I told them about Coffeeson, they all seemed surprised. I seemed to be one of the very first observers. Most people did not notice anything strange until well into 2020. They were very cryptic and did not give much information. I think I was once again being vetted, and I must have passed their test when they gave me the address of their headquarters and told me to come to the next day. The headquarters was a small warehouse just outside the city. I quickly learned it belonged to Sam, one of the people I had met the night before. It was a small supermarket owner, the one in which Flower Power shopped. He was also one of the first to notice the strange behavior within the community, and from what I could gather, he was one of the founders. There was nothing much going on in the headquarters, for in 2022, they were still quite static in the sense that they would meet, discuss what they'd observe, agree on who to follow next, etc. When I told them what I had seen on the TV of the night, they seemed shocked, which I had not expected. It seemed that, once again, I was the first to observe this, which meant it might have not have been a common occurrence, or at least that's what we thought at the time. As violence increased throughout Europe and the Middle East, robot people could be spotted easier and easier, more and more frequently. I was not going to daily or even weekly meetings within the community but I was keeping tabs on them and feeding them information whenever I had it. One day, Sam texted me saying that I should stop by the headquarters as soon as I manage. It was early 2023 and I hadn't been there in about three months. 
I stopped by after work. It was busier than usual, but I bumped into John on the way from the parking lot. He told me that they'd made progress, and I wasn't sure what that meant. We never made any moves, so how could we make any progress, I thought. It all became clear as we stepped inside the main hallway. Instead of the usual warehouse setup, it was now transformed into some sort of studio apartment, which was surrounded by what seemed to be plexiglass, a sophisticated, transparent cage. Inside, to my horror, no other than Coffeeson. I remember at the time, I freaked out. Full, like full-on meltdown. They sedated me. I guess part of me never wanted to accept that something was actually happening. For the longest time, and when I saw Coffeeson, my biggest fear came true. The one where I had become a part of a cult. A group of people with misplaced belief system who were now kidnapping innocents. When I woke up from my sedation, I was alone in a room with Sam. He explained to me that they reprogrammed Coffeeson to believe that it's always Sunday. And for this reason, he never leaves his apartment. They did so by changing his phone date, which they would always reset every morning. They reconstructed the apartment here. Coffeeson had no idea he was being watched. He would just wake up, check his phone, and then sit on the bed. The whole day as if he was waiting for something. He would not eat or drink, nor would he use the bathroom. He'd just sit. And when night came, he would lie down. They showed me, and I could not believe my eyes. This was Coffeeson's eighth Sunday in a row. He hadn't eaten or drank in eight days, and then he looked perfectly fine. I wonder if that's what the rest of them do when they're on a Sunday or even every time they're alone in their apartments or houses. Sam and John confirmed to me that it was. I asked what was next, and they told me they were trying to see whether they could find a doctor to do tests on Coffeeson. This made me feel uncomfortable again. Sam then explained to me that he couldn't let me leave until the shock wore off, as they couldn't risk me alerting authorities. My, action, my reaction was bad, apparently. Unfortunately for me, they knew my living situation fine. Well... They knew I was, had no one waiting for me, not even a cat or a dog. They made me ask for days off from work, and I complied. I was scared. Scared of these people, but also scared of Coffeeson, of what this meant for the world. A few days later, after several talks, I wholeheartedly agreed that it was for the greater good that they test Coffeeson. There were several similar developments in other parts of the world, so I managed to find a doctor. Maria had seen a couple of other similar patients. She confirmed that Coffeeson was no different. Coffeeson was not alive. He did not have a heartbeat or brain function. It was like he was in a coma, but seemed to be able to perform predetermined mechanical tasks. Maria is the word zombie. Coffeeson was, for all intents and purposes, a non-aggressive zombie. That was the first time it occurred to me, to us, that the zombie apocalypse had begun. Then Maria ran some more tests and left to see another community. We kept in touch with people from all over the world at a greater scale since then. One day, this was maybe in the middle of summer, we received a message from our friends in Pakistan reporting small isolated incidents that they could not explain. One of the zombies that were tracking went full-on aggressive and started killing people on the streets, after which he was just exploded. The news did not pick it up. Similar reports came from Afghanistan, Uganda, and even Ukraine. Nothing was reported we received some video footage from surveillance cameras. In one of them, you can see a tall man walking up to a zombie in a mall, whispering something in his ear, and then turning around and walking out. Cool guys don't look at explosions, I guess. What followed immediately after was a massacre, with no survivors. 
Last week, Sam was attacked. It happened in his own supermarket. Someone activated flower power. Eight people died. Twelve were injured. He's still in the hospital. We thought our small city would not be at risk. Not so soon, at least. We are not sure what to do next, but we live in constant fear that one of these creatures can be activated at any point in time and unleash hell on Earth. We are also struggling with different opinions from within our group. Some believe this is the end of the world in a biblical sense, and that we should just let it play out. Others want to contact authorities. Others have no trust in the government and want to make matters into their own hands. We are on the brink of disaster, and again, I find myself to be a mere observer. And in the meantime, these zombies remain a ticking time bomb. So if you happen to see any robot-like behavior, take note of it. Stay out of their path.